0: Hey friends, it is Carly here. Have you ever felt disappointed? Maybe you didn't get the job you were going for. Maybe a friend let you down. Maybe you've been spending so much time on your knees in prayer, seemingly unheard by God your is not being answered in the way that you thought it might, and you're disappointed. I think we can all admit that at some point in time, we've been disappointed with someone in our life, an employer, a parent, a friend, a spouse. I think most of us can even admit that at some point we've been disappointed with ourselves. We've been disappointed with our choices, with our reactions. I don't think any of us are free of disappointment. But I do think sometimes we struggle to admit that we feel disappointed with God, that we feel disappointed with God. I don't know why we struggle to admit this very real human emotion can sometimes be directed towards our heavenly father. I mean, we are human. We have those emotions. And, you know, disappointment is a feeling of dissatisfaction and letdown when one's hopes, desires, expectations fail to come to pass. And if we're honest with ourselves... I think sometimes we have expectations of how we're going to see God move. And when he doesn't move the way that we thought, the way that we hoped, we get disappointed. I want to encourage you today that there's nothing wrong with feeling disappointed with God. The challenge, the issue, the Thing we need to focus on is what do we do with that disappointment? Do we allow that disappointment to harden our hearts and lead us into sin and, and isolation from God, or do we allow that disappointment in our hearts to turn ourselves toward God? We have to own our upset and take it to Him. He is a big God. He is able to handle our disappointment. He is able to handle our anger. He understands it. Jesus was human. He felt all the human emotions. We see Mary in the New Testament weeping at the feet of Jesus when her brother died, when Lazarus died they had sent word that he was sick and their expectation and hope was that jesus would come immediately and heal lazarus just like they had seen and heard of jesus healing many people strangers and mary and martha and lazarus they were counted as friends of jesus so surely jesus in our moment of need who can heal will come and heal our brother but he did not meet their expectation. They were disappointed. Jesus cried at the feet of Mary cried at the feet of Jesus. Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. There was a tension in that where she had faith within the limits. She could fathom. She had faith in Christ's ability to heal. But she was disappointed when he didn't show up the way she had hoped. She couldn't fathom what he could do outside of her expectation. She couldn't fathom what he could do in the midst of her grief and disappointment. And what did he do? He raised Lazarus but first he wept. He wept in seeing their, their pain. He wept in seeing their grief. He wept in seeing their disappointment. He felt all of that. We have to remember that God chooses to act or not act according to his perfect and holy will. His perfect and holy will. We cannot see all that God sees. So it is so important in our moments of disappointment to bring them to the foot of Jesus who understands, to humble ourselves to the will of God, to remind ourselves of Romans 8, 28, that he promises to work all things out for good. But it is according to his perfect and holy will, according to his Perfect and holy timing. We have to remind ourselves that we do not have the mind of God. We can't see all that He can see. We can't do all that He could do. We are limited in our view. It's much like being a parent. Our kids are sometimes disappointed in us, our kids are sometimes disappointed in our decisions when they ask for something. And we don't meet their expectations. And why don't we meet their expectations? Is it because we're trying to be mean? Is it because we're trying to disappoint them? No, it's because we love them and we have a bigger view of the future. We have a bigger view of what it takes to build character. We have a bigger view of of safety. We have more experience. When we don't meet our child's expectations and we cause disappointment, oftentimes it is in our loving redirection so that they can get the best of the best and not just settle for good. Right? And God takes that same approach with us. And that can be hard. That can be hard because some of you have deep disappointments. Some of you have deep grief. Deep loss. Some of you have prayed for healing and you haven't gotten healed. Some of you have prayed for restoration in relationships and you've been abandoned. Some of you have prayed for the salvation of loved ones and yet they still seem to have hard hearts. Some of you have not given up praying and you feel weary, you feel weary, you're disappointed, you're tired. I understand that. And it is okay to feel that way. But I wanna encourage you to direct your hope to the king of hope, to direct your grief to the the great comforter to bring your turmoil to the Prince of Peace because he loves you and he is good. Your circumstance may not be good. Your circumstance may be hard, but you still have hope in the blood of Jesus Christ. You still have an eternal salvation that cannot be taken from you and you still have a God whose character is good and loving. That in the midst of your pain, in not understanding how God could let certain things be, you can trust his character. I know in my life, I've been disappointed with God probably more times than I'd like to admit. Some of my disappointment with God in my teenage years was just a misdirecting of responsibility. I made poor choices that had poor consequences, and I was disappointed that God didn't save me from the consequence of my action. I needed to mature in that area. We have choice. Our choice has consequences, And God will lovingly carry us through those consequences, but he won't always step in and stop them from happening. Just like we don't always step in and stop our children from learning the consequence of their actions out of love. I've been disappointed with God in my journey with mental illness Sometimes my questions are, why, God, did you allow this to happen to me? Or why, God, haven't you healed me? Or why, God, did you let me go so long with not addressing it? Why, God, couldn't I have figured this all out sooner? Why, God, why, why did I have to suffer? Why did I have to grieve? Why did I have to? Burden my husband and my son with my untreated mental illness. Why, God? Why didn't you seemingly just come down and rescue me? Why? Friend, I can tell you that he's never answered why. And he doesn't really owe me a why. What he has answered is, child, I love you. Child, I have good things in store for you child the best is yet to come daughter keep your eyes on christ run your race be courageous in the face of obstacles you see god didn't say we wouldn't have trials in fact he said we would but we have a God that has overcome evil in the world. And we are just waiting for that perfection to be made manifest at his coming. And he is coming. There is hope, there is future. And so I know that you're disappointed right now. And I just wanna encourage you, talk it out with God. He can handle it. And I have found that in bringing my pain and my grief and my questions to God with a humble heart, he has been so faithful to encourage my spirit. He has been so thankful or so faithful in strengthening my heart. He really is the Prince of Peace, and that's a peace and a comfort he offers you when you're grieving, when you're disappointed. Disappointment with God, in my opinion, is a natural human occurrence. You're not sinning. You don't have to feel ashamed. I know sometimes we feel shame at being angry. Like, like we're not allowed to God made you with these range of emotions. He knows you're going to feel them, right? He can handle it. The question is, are you allowing it to root seeds of resentment in your heart? Are you allowing it to harden your heart? Are you allowing it to walk away from God? Are you allowing it to make you believe that your will should supersede God's will? Because when we want our will to supersede God's will, we kind of want to make ourselves God, don't we? When we want our will to supersede God's will, we want to be in control. And friend, can I just remind you that God's way is better than our way? He has the big picture. He can see everything. You are making choices and decisions based on limited information, limited view, limited power, limited resource, where God is God of all. Wouldn't you rather trust him to take control? Wouldn't you rather his will, which is good and perfect and holy and just and loving, To be made manifest in your life. It may not be in the timing that you want. But the result, the end result, will be much better. You can take your disappointment to God. Just don't let your disappointment take you away from God. Today's affirmation is I want your will, Lord God. And we read about that in Luke twenty-two forty-two. 42. Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus was grieved to go to the cross. He was grieved knowing the pain and suffering he was going to face. But nonetheless, not my will, yours be done. Let us have that heart attitude in our disappointment. Let us have that heart attitude in our grief. That Lord, let your will be done. Lord, I align and submit to your will. Come what may, I will stand firmly rooted in my trust, and in my hope in who Christ is. See you later, friends. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.